The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Last year, we were in Eretz Yisrael in January for midwinter vacation. I was there for a bar mitzvah with a good friend, someone from the shul. And you know, over the Shabbat bar mitzvah, it turns out that I had a little bit of a challenge where we have a tradition, and I got this from my rebbies, and we have this in our family, that anytime there's a challenge, a great test that Hashem sends us, we took upon ourselves that we would say the entire Tehillim every single Shabbat, and we'd wait for Hashem to send the Yeshua. And I've done this a number of times. Anytime we needed a major Yeshua in the family, I compile myself to start saying Tehillim every single Shabbat until the Yeshua would come. And the Yeshua always came, sometimes a few weeks, sometimes a few months, sometimes years, but it always came. Turns out that at that time, for about five months, we were going through this tremendous test in the family that related to health. And I was saying the entire Tehillim every single Shabbat without missing, waiting and pleading and davening. Please, Hashem, in the Sukhut of David Amelech, David Malka Meshicha, send us the issue, please. And it turns out that when I got to Israel on that Shabbat bar mitzvah, where now we're running from, you know, meal to meal and speaking engagements and, and all types of social things going on, when am I going to get to say to tell him? So that morning, Shabbos morning, I woke up really early. I got in about 30, 40 kapitlach parakim of Tehillim. And I said to myself, okay, right after the big meal in the afternoon, I'll make it to the hotel and I'll finish off the last 120 parakim of Tehillim. Could you imagine? Not just to finish the Tehillim, but by the hotel, by the Shara Shamaim. So the meal was over, beautiful bar mitzvah. It was already late. Everybody was going to sleep. It was already 2.30 in the afternoon. They went back to their hotel rooms. I told my wife, honey, I got to go to the hotel. I got to finish the tale. Now she knows already. I mean, this has been going on for months, truthfully years. So she says, okay, listen, got to do what you got to do. Go ahead, go to the hotel. I'll catch you after Shabbat. So I leave the hotel and I start walking my way down Mamila Mall. As I'm walking down the Mamila Strip and I see as I'm walking up, there's a guy, like a tour guide. He's wearing a kippah with hair to his shoulders. He's leaning up against the bricks of one of the walls. It happened to have been that wall that the bricks have numbers on it. And around him was a big circle of guys. And they were all wearing yarmulkes. And he was giving this very fiery, tourist-like type of speech. So I was interested for a minute just to hear what is he saying. Because you don't typically see tours, definitely not for religious people or even Jewish people, with yarmulkes on Shabbat. I mean, that was a first. So I wanted to hear what was he saying. Maybe saying Zvar Torah, I mean, I don't know. So I kind of peeked in for a minute and leaned over the shoulder of one of the guys, kind of leaned my hat in just to get a good air. And suddenly I hear this guy saying, and Yeshu, he's going to walk down these very steps. He's going to walk down the Mamila Mall. He's going to walk on these very stones. He's going to come to the old city. He's going to declare the sovereignty of Yeshu. He's going to call and cry out for the true Messiah. And all those non-believers will be slaughtered by... Now I'm thinking, what is this guy talking about? What? But then when I listen a little bit better, not only is he knocking the Yeshu thing, but he's screaming at all the Jews of this city. He's going to come and either repent to be slaughtered by the sword, and they're the reason that the Messiah has not yet come. I said, whoa, 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 that's enough. I don't know what possessed me. Maybe because I'm a Levi, I don't know. But something inside of me, I jumped into the middle of that circle. I walked right up to this guy, and I made an about face. 
standing right in front of him, blocking him from the rest of the circle of guys. And I took over the podium and I said, gentlemen, you came thousands of miles just to make it to this holy city. You deserve to hear at least the truth. Don't listen to the lies that this man is feeding you. This is the city of David. You're amongst the greatest people on earth. You're amongst Klal Yisra, the Jewish people. This is the holy city. This is the city that you can actually tangibly feel the holiness. This is the city of God. Do you want to see truth? Come with me. I will walk with you up these stones to the old city. Let's go down to the Kotel. Let's literally put our hands, put our hands on the wall that when you touch it, it touches you. We'll cry out in prayer together. We'll talk about the history of this magnificent place. But at least you'll be privy to the truth and not what this guy's telling you. You deserve better. You came this far. Let me tell you what's true. And they were all intrigued. But before I can get out the next point of the speech, this guy grabs my shoulder, this missionary, dressed up like a Jew with the yarmulke on his head, and he spins me around. And he looks me dead in the eye and his face was beet red. And he says to me, are you finished yet? I said, yeah, I'm almost done. He said, don't you get it? These guys aren't Jewish. They're Christian. I said, what? Yes, they're Christian. They're not Jews. I said, what are you talking about? They're all wearing yarmulkes. He says, no. I took them to a souvenir store. We picked up yarmulkes to put on as a souvenir to walk around Jerusalem, kind of fitting in with the crowd. They're devout Christians from Nevada. I said, oh, really? Mm. I spun around and I said, my Christian brothers, welcome to Jerusalem. But you still deserve to know the truth. And the truth is that this is the city of David. The truth is that this is the city of the chosen people. God's presence is tangible in this city. This is in a city of lies. Come and walk with me on these stones. Come down with me to the old city. I'll tell you the history. I'll talk to you about the magnificent rabbis, about how the day once was and the glory of a Jewish people, a great people that once walked this city, how the Bet HaMikdash stood. I'll tell you about the miracles that took place every day in front of the eyes of even the Gentiles that came to visit this magnificent city. Do you want the truth? If you do, follow me. And I bolted right out of that circle. And I started walking right down Mamila Mol path. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, Dovi, that was stupid. And just that, one kid runs out from the group of circles, runs up to me and puts his hand on my shoulder. And he says, hey, 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 wait. I turn around and I said, yeah. He said, wait, listen to me. You know, back there when you jumped in, they're all Christians, but I'm Jewish. I want to know the truth. I mean, I come from Holocaust survivors. My grandmother, my grandfather, they survived Auschwitz. And when you jumped in that circle and I was listening to you speak, and behind you, I saw those numbers on the stones. I saw the numbers on the arms of my grandfather and my grandmother. And it's like I heard their voice again. And they were screaming to me, wake up. You're a Jew. Listen to this guy. And Justin, I don't know what overcame me. But when you bolted out of the circle, I bolted too. I want the truth. Please tell me, what is it about this city? He said, you want the truth? You're coming with me, boy. I grabbed his arm. I walked him down the Mamilo Mall to the end. I told him, don't worry, I'll get you back to your hotel. But for now, let's go to the hotel. Let's go knock on God's door. We came up to Sharyafo. We entered the old city. We went through the Arab Shuk. We started talking everything in the world. 
It's a great kid, 23 years old from Nevada. And he tells me, he says, after the Holocaust, at first his grandparents, they hid the fact that they were Jewish. But then after that, they started quietly to whisper stories about their past to their children. And they told them, we're Jewish. The area we lived in Nevada, all there was was devout Christians and a church. We were spiritual people, but we have nothing else to connect to. So we became devout members of the church. I actually am one of the presidents of the church. But then when I heard the church was making this wild trip to Israel, something spoke to me. Something told me, go. But more than just for the church, for me, I was looking for something that I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was looking for. And then you jumped in the circle like a, I know, like a nut. But you jumped in the circle. And the minute you started speaking, whole essence went on fire. Tell me. What am I missing? I said, kid, what's your name? He says, my name is Evan. Evan? Evan. We're walking up to the hotel now. Walk down the steps. You want to see what Evan means? Do you know what Evan in Hebrew means in English? It means a stone. Look at the stones. You, my friend, you're the lost stone of Israel. You were brought here so that we can bring you back to the wall that you belong. You belong to us. We lost you. God manipulated the entire world to make sure that from thousands of miles away, you come on this ridiculous trip with a Christian group. I was supposed to be here for a bar mitzvah. I happened to go to the Kotel because I got to finish the Talim, to jump into this crazy group, to bump into you. Look, Evan, Masu Habonim, Pina. Evan, come with me to the wall. We walked up to the Kotel, listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen, open your hearts. When this kid put his hands on the wall, he started crying. I started crying. I mean, you, when you see that, and he was saying, I want to come home. I want to be a part of this. I was lost for so many years. The kid doesn't even know what he was missing, but he knows he was found. He was the misplaced stone that was put back into where he, look what Hashem did, just to bring back one Jew right before the Gula, right before the coming of Mashiach. We davened together. We cried together. We laughed together. Then finally, after Mincha, I started saying to myself, I got to finish the Talim. But what am I going to do? I can't let this kid go. So I started running up and down the hotel looking for somebody. Maybe there's one of those guys that they used to tell stories about. The ones that tap you on the shoulder wearing bowling shoes. Maybe if I can bump into one of the guys from Eshatora, one of the guys from Or Sameach, maybe I can do the world's greatest handoff. And they can take Evan and bring him back to where he belongs. So I'm running up and down the Kotel. You work in Aish, you work in Aish, you work in Or Sameach, anybody. I end up bumping into an American guy. He says, listen, I worked in Aish years ago. I started my own organization of Kiruv here in the old city. I said, great. I want to introduce you to the lost stone of Israel. Evan, Evan Masu Habonim, but now, take him. Do great things with this kid. He's hungry. He's, he's thirsty. He says, okay, introduce me. I woke him up, Evan. I want to introduce you to the rabbi of the Kotel. <laughs> and this guy knew what he was doing. He gives Evan a hug, the warmth, the love. He says, Evan, I heard great things about you. Come, I want to give you a great meal. We're going to eat Sudach Lishit up in the old city. I want to meet you. I want to introduce you to a bunch of great guys. But even more than that, I know you have a lot of questions. I want to unload the burden that you were carrying for so many years. And he walked him up to the old city. And I tell you guys, I was dancing. I didn't know what to do with myself. Then I pulled out the Tehillim and I finished the Tehillim. Literally, my Shkia, it was like really close call. 
but I sang a portion of the Tehillim of the Hallel. Thank you, Hashem. You brought us back. One of our boys. The lost stone of Israel. And when I got to that Pasuk, in the Hallel, finishing to tell him, I was crying. Even Masu Habonim. Now, thanks to you, Hashem. Hayita Lerosh Pina. Stories to inspire. You guys are amazing. You don't know how many people you're hitting or reaching. You don't know how many of the lost stones out there heard some of your stories at the time that they needed it the most and were brought back and placed into the cocktail of Klalis. Chazak, chazak. Shem should give you siyata dishmaya. Continue to do the amazing inspiration so that we could be zeichet together to bring back everyone we lost and to go home and finally see that cocktail again. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.